Life of Stories podcast, part one of a three-part story-building triathlon based off of a random prompt. I'm Alice, and I'm a concept artist. And I'm Michaela, and I'm a writer. And we're two long-distance friends in the Pacific Northwest looking to flex our creative game. And be sure to follow us on Twitch and Instagram to see how we take today's story outline further. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Secret Life of the Secret Life of Stories. Or you can find uh, myself on Twitch at Golden Day. A little bit of a tongue tie, but I think you guys can do it. <laughs> um, how are you doing today, Kayla? Um, I am doing uh, better than I have been um, over the last couple of weeks, for sure. I, uh, I finally got to connect with my counselor today. Uh, I don't understand the difference between therapist and counselor. Like, there, it's therapy, <laughs> but I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, but I finally... I don't know either. <laughs> right? I'm like, wait. But I think that she's, like, trained enough that she would be a therapist. I but then I have no idea what know. the difference in training is. So um, I can't pretend to be informed about that. Um, so I just call her my counselor. Um, and I think that literally just came from the office that I was originally seeing her at. They always called them counselors. So I just... Mm-hmm that's what I called them um but she uh last month changed uh businesses and um, offices that she's working through so Mm. um she wasn't able to do like the scheduling for me herself or like basically she had to just kind of allow me to take the steps to uh, do appointments with her further if that's what I wanted um and to stop going through uh, which what is called ambitions uh, of Idaho like if that was my decision um, I think that there was just like an ethical thing of like she had to make sure it was my decision not something that she's just like pulling me that she's not like <laughs> potentially poaching clients from this office kind of a deal. right exactly and that it's something that I can still afford because of course her prices changed and um, she's mm-hmm. not um, like I can't remember the term for it but she's not with my insurance anymore with this new office so it's not something that they can just bill through my insurance at this point um so she she just had to make sure it was something i was able to do and then uh but what happened (laughs) instead is that she said hey this is happening um and then um our appointment stopped because she officially moved over to the new office and i just never did the adulting thing of calling my insurance calling her office figuring out new appointments and everything um but I got some unfortunate news um, last week. Last week, my uh, dad um, and my stepmom, who has been in my life for uh, like 11 years, um, a very long time, um, are getting a divorce. And so that was just really, really terrible news. And um, yeah. that on top of just uh, been struggling with about of, well, not about been struggling more so with my anxiety and depression lately than I had for um, a little while. So I finally just reached out to her again via text and was just like, I need to figure this out. And I am sad I haven't figured it out since then, but like I need to be able to make appointments with you again. And at yeah. that point, um, she was able to just kind of like help me out to just make those appointments yeah. happen without having to go through my insurance yet. They're going to like give me something that will 
Oh, let me turn my phone volume off. Sorry about that. Wow, so <laughs> <No>. professional. <laughs> um, but she, uh, they're going to give me like what's called a super bill. So it's going to be something I can send to my insurance and then likely my insurance will be able to refund me part of the cost of the appointment or all of the cost of the appointment, okay. just depending um, from that point. So I was very, very relieved to just be able to have a conversation with her today. Um <laughs> check in about like where I am mentally and yeah. uh, so after that conversation I just I definitely feel a little bit of a weight released and um, just feel a little That's bit good. better yeah because <laughs> I was not doing well for a few days yeah. so oh. <laughs> but that's okay um you know it's a <laughs> it's a cycle I know that I go through cycles with my depression and my anxiety and it's just mm-hmm. a matter of learning those cycles and when can I interrupt those cycles and um, learning to communicate with people around me when I am in that cycle because yeah it is always okay to ask for help and um, that uh, yeah it's really uh, therapy honestly like anybody anybody I don't care how (laughs) strong persevering that you think you are Therapy is 100% beneficial for anybody that wants to take time to just examine themselves a little, I think. And um, I just wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly believe in its value and Mm -hmm. am very happy that it's something that I've done for myself. And what's cool um, is that I found out that, like, my brother is doing counseling with his wife right now and... Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah, just as like a like they're doing it together, and then he's getting some like alone time, uh, like just solo counseling as well. And oh, um, nice. It's good, you know. I'm happy for. I'm happy when the people around me are able to uh, take that step, and it also makes yeah. it feel like less of a a big deal when people yeah. around you are also doing it. You know, like yeah, it, it kind of yeah. It's it it becomes more normalized when that happens, which yeah. is always a good thing. Which is also why like I just want to talk about it because there's just no reason that therapy shouldn't be normal and normalized. Yeah. I mean like it's a whole field of uh, study for a reason. Like human brains are complex mm-hmm. as hell. Well, um, and I mean like mental health used to be taken seriously not too long ago before there was this whole for whatever reason movement against it but yeah like at least in the u.s people did take it seriously at one point and then they were like nah we're gonna pretend this isn't a problem because that's how we want to do it this time around and so now we're just kind of recovering from that period of time and yeah we're starting to normalize it again which has been great it is really good it's very unfortunate for those people that were of that mindset that it shouldn't be normal or that it's yeah which is crazy because i feel like there's some of the people who needed it most yes you know this was during (laughs) several wars you know very big wars seriously (laughs) and for whatever reason they were like nope we're pretending that this none of it happened none of it existed we're not acknowledging any and i guess that's probably part of it is they didn't want to acknowledge that those things had happened yeah um I can't pretend to know or understand that was before I was born, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, and it's unfortunate, too, for the, the byproducts, because, like, my dad, um, love, yeah. love my dad, um, he definitely has some stuff that he needs to work through, and it's taken, 
until he's, you know, almost 50. Well, okay. <laughs> I say that, but if he heard me say that, he'd be really mad at me. Because um, <laughs> he's, I think, like 46. But still, I mean, technically, he's almost 50. Um, and it's something that he's just now starting to be comfortable with uh, for himself. And it's something that he's needed for so long. And just to just yeah. now be comfortable enough to, like, make appointments and go talk to somebody is... Like, just unfortunate. Yeah. It's not. It's not like I. I understand it, and I see why, and I. I. I understand that it's a struggle for some people to be willing to go do that, and um, still, I'm just like, it's just sad. It's just sad for him. Um, yeah. yeah. And especially I mean... when there's so much resource um, available that people can go see therapists and counselors um i mean my office that i was going through previously they consistently offered super reduced cost free counseling um if you qualified because of your income like just there's oh, resources. so nice yeah and, and i feel like there certainly are those resources if you're if you look hard enough which is sad because like it's really hard to look for those resources for certain people and I get it, but it's also like, I think sometimes it's easier for some people to find than they think. Yeah. Um, Cause that's how it is. Like with a lot of medical stuff, there's so many people who want to help and who want to be there. That it's like, yep. I imagine you can find places who are willing to work with you on that. Well, it's kind of like the same thing of like uh, doctors when they, you know, they hear people not going to get, um, medical attention because they don't have insurance. It's like if you need medical attention, I yeah. like that. It's a shitty aspect of our country that like insurance is such a fucking blocker for that. But oh my gosh, yeah. There's also a lot of resources usually to have you help get medical attention if you need it and don't have insurance. So and it's the same yeah. thing for counseling. Like just it, if you need it, if you have a broken arm, you are going to you need to go to the hospital and get your broken arm yeah. fixed. If <laughs> yeah. you are having issues with depressive thoughts or anxious thoughts or anything medical, like mental health related, you need mm. just as much as to fix your broken arm. You need to get attention to that and you should go. <laughs> yeah. Your brain's broken and you kind of rely on your brain to function. So yeah. <laughs> let's, let's help fix your broken brain. It's yeah. okay. We all have a little bit of broken brain. <laughs> A little bit of broken brain. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. So, yeah. I've been uh, struggling a little bit. Um, but I'm very, very grateful that I have a counselor that I can talk to. That I have yeah. a fiancé who is just phenomenal. And always, mm -hmm. always, always willing to be there for me. Um, and supportive through that stuff. It's good. Because... I made it through to the other side. And then it always feels like you're not going to, but I did it. You did it. I fucking did, did it. it. <laughs> you fucking did it. And here I am about to do something creative. And uh, I think that's the best <laughs> thing that I could do today. Now that I'm feeling like a little bit better, I'm ready yeah. to do something creative for sure. But that was a I, lot about, yeah. about me. What's going on with you? <laughs> <laughs> Look, nothing nearly as exciting. I'll tell you that much. I don't know about exciting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot of 
fucking nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> probably the exact opposite Look, of exciting. <laughs> you did you did a lot of processing and healing. Okay. Yeah. It's still a heal and process. <laughs> That's true. I was doing a lot of work. It just wasn't physical yeah. work. Yeah. At all. Just because you couldn't <laughs> physically see it doesn't mean it didn't happen. This is very true. Um <laughs> yeah, I can't say I've done too much myself. Um, I So, an update, though, for peeps. Um, the last Twitch stream I did was a while ago, but it didn't do so great. Um, I'm living out in the middle of... Middle of nowhere. Like in a nowhere. rural town. <laughs> <laughs> in a rural town. Um, and so, streaming is a little difficult. Um, but... We'll kind of see how it goes. I'll try again, I think, at some point here, but um, we'll see how that goes. Otherwise, it might just be I'll upload character designs as it happens. And um, Kayla and I talked about it earlier. Well, I'll try and look into doing like a like a short little animated like work in progress to finish piece gif thing. Um, but I also, I guess, to side to art related adjacent but not quite related to what i was just talking about lightbox was this weekend and that was just phenomenal um it was such a good conference it was amazing i hope that they continue to have the online like platform like they did this year and to continue to make it so accessible it was literally one dollar to go and sit in on all of the conferences and then if you wanted to you could pay ten dollars and get like this huge digital goodie bag that was like over four gigs of stuff not all of it was like some of it was like here have these zoom backgrounds from like cartoon network and stuff which i was like okay whatever i don't really use zoom um but other ones were like here's proko's human anatomy pdfs on these certain parts of the body and i'm like okay well that just was worth ten dollars on its own um, so that was really awesome. Yeah. And it really was nice to go to the light box because it helped kind of refocus what I'm trying to do. Good. What I'm trying to obtain here. <laughs> so that was really nice. Yeah. I mean, hey, sometimes we just need a, a reminder of what of the reason why we're doing something. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's awesome. I saw that. Um, yeah, uh, Chris was partaking in Lightbox um, because of you. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> because he had I had <laughs> I mentioned when you sent me a message about it, I mentioned it to him, and he was like, "Oh yeah, Lightbox is going on, but it, like costs money to get into it." So, and I was like, "Babe, costs one dollar." <laughs> he was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, See, that's why I messaged. <laughs> Because I initially messaged him about it because I was like, Chris <laughs> needs to get in this now. Yeah. But then I was like, he's not going to do it if I just message him. I got to message Kayla <laughs> and get her on in on this too. <laughs> I'm very glad that you understand uh, the nuances of Chris. <laughs> yeah, that was, he was legitimately, he was like, he saw, he looked at me and he was like, and it's funny that you say that because I had a feeling that you had already said something to him. But when he like looked at me, he was like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> which now i understand that response was oh she's, i see she messaged you as well <laughs> um, yes <laughs> but yeah i was like it's one dollar and he's like what 
And I think that yeah. at first he was like, no, it's not. Like, didn't believe me. And then he, like, actually went to the site and was like, oh, it is. I'm like, yeah. No, it's it was literally $1, <laughs> and it was amazing. Now, they did have some difficulties with, like, the Zoom meeting conferences because there were caps on those. So in, it was, like, a 100-person cap unless yeah. you paid to have more. And then from there, I think you could increase to 500 and then maybe 1,000 after that, or I don't know if there's a step in between. And so if you weren't, like, super on time or even early for those, you weren't going to get in. Yeah. Um, but even still, there were so many people who were streaming on YouTube, on Twitch, and mm-hmm. on Instagram that there was just so much goodness that it, like, yeah, it would suck if you couldn't make it to the Zoom one, but there were still so many other materials being streamed that it was whatever you know like yeah that sucks but i got all these other things that i gotta check out anyway so yeah and they even um a lot of people who streamed um uploaded those streams as well so even if you missed out on lightbox you can still go and check out like almost half of the stuff anyway or that's yeah like almost half of it are they just Um, posting it to their like personal social medias or yeah, there, yeah, that's the like thing. You gotta hunt everybody down. Okay. <laughs> um, but you can still watch it. Some people are uploaded their Twitch streams onto their Twitch channel for like the next two weeks, um, and then they'll be taken down. Other people have uploaded it onto their YouTube accounts, and those should be on there for pretty much permanently. It sounds like. Um, oh. So, one person that I really loved watching and went to all of her panels. I necessarily I wasn't necessarily attending the whole time. I did kind of have to go off and do things during some of these panels, but it was Bren um, Metheny, I think, and she's a creature concept artist, and she recently worked on Scoob, the new Scoob movie, mm-hmm. um, but she does a lot of other cool creature concepts too, and all of her stuff was really great, and it's all on YouTube if you want to watch it and stuff. It's It's good stuff. That's awesome. Um, and also, like, just yeah. so awesome of the artists. I mean, I would say that's, like, yeah. one thing about the art community uh, is the, the willingness to always, like, take the talent, the skills that you have, and help other people, like, attain the same thing. Um, it, mm-hmm. I just see that in a lot of, like, and all of my experience comes from, like, what Chris is interested in. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, his and like what he watches because he was watching like um, this guy named Jamma um, that he likes um, from One mm-hmm. Pixel Brush, which is a oh yeah company that worked on The Last of Us um, the part two. Yeah, I know what company you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, a lot of people um, through there that that work with or for One Pixel Brush is like people that Chris follows mm-hmm. and do, does a lot of what he's interested in. Um, and yeah, so I was actually, that was one thing I was going to ask you is like, what, because I only saw really those types of things that was, uh, <laughs> that he was watching, those kinds of people. And um, I guess what I mean by those kinds of people is those are more like video game developers, especially mm-hmm. um, newer games that have come out. Um, so working yeah. on like The Last of Us, um, The Fallen Order, um, the Star Wars oh, game I didn't that know came out. Fallen Order ones. I didn't see any of those. That's um, cool. But then I saw, like, as Chris was just scrolling, that there was some stuff from, like, Pixar. Um, oh, yeah. Dream- I think I saw maybe one from DreamWorks. I can't remember. Um, mm. But I, they were, like, I definitely saw Pixar in there, which is such a big company. Like, for them to be involved, mm. it was cool to see. Um, and then... Um, 
Man, I'm trying to think of. I felt like I saw a couple of other things that you might be interested in, but yeah, I can't so remember them off the top were, of my head. There were some Disney ones as well. Right. Um, there were actually quite a few Disney ones, and I got into most of the ones that I wanted to get into. And then there were. Um, oh, let me look. I took notes. I used the new sketchbook you got me to take notes about. The oh! box, just so you know. <laughs> um, there's also <laughs> Tara Whitlatch who did a panel or two, and she's also a creature designer. She's very well known. She's like the queen of creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, she worked on like some of the Star Wars films and a lot of other. She just gets pulled in for a lot of big name things. I feel like I that's really the only one I can remember off the top of my head, unfortunately. Um, but she's, yeah, Creature Queen. Um, if you do creature concepts, you know Terrell is That's pretty cool. much what it is. Um, yeah. Let's see. There's, yeah, some Disney people who were in there. Um, let me look. Netflix was in there, but that was a pre-recorded video. Uh, oh, there was some Marvel as well. That was also a pre-recorded video. What a, okay, I mean, yeah, it's cool that they're like, like they're involving themselves and that they're giving content at all. But at the same time, what a fucking cop out! Like, <laughs> you seriously, you can't spare anyone to go live, really, really. Well, I didn't particularly mind because it was like, while it was kind of a bummer because they would set it up as like a come and hang out with us and chat, or like right. the title would kind of read that way. Um, it was just a pre-recorded thing. So it was a Netflix's was like a ask us anything animation team, but it was a pre-recorded video of common questions they got, <laughs> um, which is fine. Th- those questions probably would have been asked anyway. So it's not really that big of a deal. Um, Marvel, the Marvel Studios one, they are the people who work on Avengers stuff. Duh, Marvel. Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm thinking like <laughs> Disney still instead of disney and then marvel and yeah anyway uh-huh. um, they kind of like <laughs> interviewed each other which was an interesting format oh yeah um <laughs> and i didn't mind having a pre-recorded video because it meant i could go catch another stream and i could watch that video later that's <laughs> so it was like, true okay. that's fair <laughs> like you got to be able to consume more content because of it that's fair the yeah <laughs> <clears throat> oh wow well, i'm about to choke on it <laughs> Don't die. <laughs> um, oh, Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network. Sorry. Those oh, were yeah, some yeah. other people that were. <clears throat> um, Duh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we um, get started? I feel like yeah. we talked a lot. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So as a reminder of what we are doing, um, if you don't already know, um, if you are new here, we are finding a random writing prompt online um, and we are going to create a generic and generic's not the right word a um a story outline of just some key factors of a, a story that we are going to put together an environment a world uh storyline um and then we will uh from there after we're done with this podcast we take it to inspire some sort of writing from me alice will take it to inspire some sort of concept design that she'll do um and we will share it elsewhere after we're done um right now i am at blog.reezy.com um and it is their list of weekly writing prompts 
and I am looking at a list of 859 prompts. So I think actually what we should do is um, they have it split into you can do uh, genres. So Alice, if we could do like randomly pick the genre and then randomly pick the prompt from there. So it's not just this ginormous list of 859 prompts. <laughs> nah, just the 859 <laughs> prompts. I just feel like I won't be able to actually... If it's if it told me prompt seven hundred and one, I'd be like, I, I don't know where to find that. <laughs> so, um, let's see how many. Yeah, do whatever's have. gonna work out best for finding it. I don't really mind either way. <laughs> Eight, ten, twelve, thirteen. Okay. Hey Siri, pick a random number between one and thirteen. A random number between one and thirteen is eleven. You heard her. It's 11. 11. Which is science fiction. Feel okay. Like, feel like we've done that science fiction, fiction game. But, you know, it's always a different story. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Siri. Pick a random number between 1 and 7. A random number between 1 and 7 is 1. <laughs> So you're gonna love this. Are you ready? Is it freaking time travel? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> you no. Do, do you want to do a different one? <laughs> no, it's fine. We have to do this. This is how the whole podcast works. We can't just <laughs> jump ship now. <laughs> you just seem so excited about it. I don't. I can't contain it. My enthusiasm <laughs> is just so great. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so, the prompt is... I mean, the, this is the good news. Um, it can potentially be far less technical um, than all of our previous prompts about um, time travel. No, time, time travel is always... <laughs> anyway. Um, the Continue. Prompt is... <laughs> The prompt is, write a story about someone who travels to the future and isn't happy about how they've been remembered. Hmm. So. Okay. I mean, it honestly just reminds me so much of, like, a, uh, when somebody dies and comes back, you know? But it's just not. It's just they time travel instead. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it gives me a, um... What is that? What is that Christmas story? Um, With Ebenezer Scrooge? What? With Ebenezer Scrooge? Yeah. Reminds me of the ghost with Scrooge. Christmas Carol, that's it. Where they, like, take him to the past, and then he's in the present, but then they take him to the future, and he's like, oh! You know what other... I mean, Um, it it reminded me of that, too. But you know what else uh, did something very similar? That was a ridiculous movie with Matthew McConaughey. What? <laughs> what? It was, uh, I think it was called Girlfriends of the Past. Or like Girlfriends Past. Girlfriends of like Christmas Past or something? Yeah. No, legitimately it was like a Christmas Carol, but his past, present, and future were different girlfriends. It was just not the best movie ever. <laughs> 
it doesn't sound like the best movie, but uh, <laughs> I feel like I've heard about it. Yeah. You know, I mean, Matthew McConaughey, I had to watch it. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I was, I was very disappointed. Not in him. Just in everything else. <laughs> um. Okay, so... Somebody who travels to the future and isn't happy. The wow guy, also, right? um, click, right? Is that am I thinking that? Um, with uh, Adam Sandler. Oh, I don't. Maybe I can't say I ever watched Click. I remember it being oh. a huge movie oh. at the time, but I never watched it. And I'm not a huge, and I'm gonna get so much flack for this. I'm not a huge Adam Sandler fan. <laughs> I was <laughs> back in the day, like with like Mr. Deeds and um, uh. Well, now I can't remember the name of the movies. I'm like trying to be like, look, I'm not a hater. <laughs> I can't even remember it's the okay, name of the I movies. Am. <laughs> um, no, like legit though. I liked his old stuff. I liked like Fifty First Dates was great. Um, I liked his old stuff, and then at some point, a, a little bit before, and definitely after Click, I was like, I cannot with this person anymore. <laughs> no, I can't. I don't really care for Adam Sandler. I also don't care for. Um... What's the dude who always plays the weird characters with the... Oh, he was a pet detective. Um, Ace Ventura, pet, pet detective. Whoever the... Jim Carrey. He also played the mask. What's his face? Jim Carrey. Um, shit. <laughs> I've said it two times and you just haven't heard me. <laughs> oh, no, I haven't. I didn't hear you at all. No, I know. It was just complete silence over... <laughs> the name is Jim Carrey that you're looking yes. for. Who is Jim, Jim Carrey? Carrey. Yeah. <laughs> Who is Jim Carrey? Some I just You know you know sometimes when you say something really confidently and then you go, Wait <laughs> Am I right? I just did that. I just pulled a nose. Now I'm double checking. <laughs> no, you're right. I, I don't okay, think God. I as well. <laughs> I you're like, absolutely hundred and ten percent right. I like was um, immediately Am I remembering his first name wrong? <laughs> It's actually James Carey, okay? Um, <laughs> I don't think that fits his uh his uh no image as well as Jim Carey. No. Jim really works. <laughs> I can like I can respect what he does, and I like can respect that he has a very unique style of acting. Saga, don't be a hoe. <laughs> she doesn't know another way of being. I don't know how you don't understand this yet. Sorry. Well, she just went up to Snuffles and was like trying to throw down with her while Snuffles <laughs> is doing nothing but laying in her bed trying to chill. <laughs> Saga. Snuffles. Saga. Don't ignore me. I see your ears twitching. Come here. <laughs> That's what I thought. She's like, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. When I pull out the tongue clicks, it's like when your parent says your middle name, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, if you don't like Jim Carrey, though, um, one movie that you should watch with him if you haven't already that's freaking amazing. Um, I think it's fun with Dick and Jane. I don't, the main part of it is Dick and Jane. And, uh, gotcha. it's an older one and it's so funny and it's so good. Um, I would say, yeah, he, uh, is definitely like a specific taste because I, I know a lot of people that are like oh, I could take it or leave it. I'm personally yeah. a Jim Carrey fan. However, um, if you'd want just like a 
probably 90s, early 90s movie? I don't know. Uh, it sounds about right. Maybe late 80s. Is that too soon? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, but that one is it's just, it's so good. It's I love it so much. <laughs> um, anyway, yes. We don't like Adam Sandler. However, Click. Click was good. Click was a, one of his unique ones that were good. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I do want to clarify. It's not that I, like dislike these people i just am not a, like it it's not my taste of like style like i i can respect what they do and you know all of that i respect them <laughs> they're just not my cup of tea is what i want to iterate here like <laughs> that's what we're always I saying wanna... however it's just easier to say though you don't like it <laughs> yeah. well i just don't want to say that and like because if it were me, I'd be like, oh, you don't like me. But it's like, no, that's not the case. Like, I respect what you do. I, I know. Just, what is poor, your work is not my cup poor, of tea. rich-ass Jim Carrey and that's Adam Sandler going to do now that Alice McNutt doesn't like them? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's really devastating. If I say I don't like somebody, they take it to heart, it you know? Really, I just really... <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay, so, um, what I was getting at with Click, though, is that, um, it could be one of those situations where it's literally just a fluke of, I mean, that's one thing that Click does. It was literally, just, it was just like a, it was like a magic genie lamp. It was a remote that let you go back in time or in, forward in time. Forward in time? That, for some reason, made time me control. think of Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> There's also that one. You know, like, there's a, there's a lot of them. It could just be, like, a fluke thing so that we don't have to worry too much about technicalities if we want to make it that simple on ourselves. Or it could also be um, more science fiction driven to have actual, like, in, um, detail to how the time travel works. That's, I'm going to leave that up to you. Because um, <laughs> I'm good with either. It's so much easier to just be like, it's a fluke. Here's it's what the, it's, it's magic. It's the special item. It's so much easier. Here's what I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna figure out the technicalities around how this works and like the time space butterfly effect BS. Okay, I just I'm not in the headspace to figure out butterfly <laughs> effect nonsense. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna be more like um, a Christmas Carol where you get a glimpse into it and whatever you do doesn't actually affect it until you do it in the present. That's what I'm going to say is the rules for our time travel because <laughs> I just cannot. It's not like we're going to the past anyway. It's going to the future. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. I just, I had Change. to get that out there. Yeah. No, I think that's a very good uh, specific rule, right? Though, like, yeah. it just, it, it kind of makes everything fall into place of like, okay, this is the kind of time travel that we're dealing with. Nothing yeah. too crazy. <laughs> yeah. I cannot deal with the BS of really technical time travel right now. I just, no. <laughs> Hate all you want. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. It's you know, not gonna I'm fine with that right now. Chris is making us some uh, chicken lasagna rolls, and I'm. Ooh. So, you know, I'm, I'm fine to not sit here for 30 minutes trying to figure out how the fuck time travel works. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, good. <laughs> Haters can hate. Time travelers can hate. Okay, I don't care. <laughs> also, though, don't hate and share the wonders of time travel with us, please, if you can. No, I'm okay. We Are can you really? wait. 2020 is really, like... <laughs> Can we wait till Trump's not president? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's okay. We can wait. <laughs> oh, man. That's a good point. Time traveling to the future right now might be hella disappointing. <laughs> yeah, I think I can wait. <laughs> Time travel. Oh, great. It only got worse. <laughs> Let's go home. <laughs> fantastic i'm gonna go live out my life as a hooligan and just oh my gosh yeah (laughs) okay so we have our rule of time travel i think we can call that good so um who is our character who is traveling to the future and is disappointed with how they are remembered um oh i was thinking of some fun like historical figures that would be good um, Einstein kind of came to mind, but then I thought, um, Hayao Miyazaki would be really good because I feel like he's such like a pessimist <laughs> that he would be really irritated with how people view him in the future if they like put him up on this, like even more of a pedestal, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know that he was, he's, I mean, oh, it kind of makes sense with his content. It's all very sad. Yeah. No, he's like a total like he he strikes me as a real pessimist. I might be misinterpreting like nah him. Nah. Have um, you seen my neighbor Tortoro? Let's just talk about what actually happened to those poor little girls. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh man. Or like I'm yeah. I can't imagine he was an optimistic person. I'll just say that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think I think it's fine. I mean, it's kind of weird to talk about him in that sense because he's still alive. Like, <laughs> is he really? Yeah. Oh, I straight up thought he was dead. No. <laughs> I think mostly because I've seen that his son is like doing work with Studio Ghibli and other stuff, and like kind of which doing. When his... I watched a documentary about that, his son was very like, I didn't really want to do this. <laughs> was he really? Yeah. No. And I feel so bad. That sucks. A... I mean, also, he like... He has a very strange, like, family dynamic. It kind of... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's bizarre once when you start reading into it. Interesting. Um, All right. He definitely... <laughs> I think he kind of ended up letting his work kind of get into the way of his family at the time. And so that kind of affected some of his relationships mm. with his family later on. Maybe um, a little uh, but... tense. I don't know for sure. I can't speak to them though in their personal Alex, matters. Like, are you not related? Come on! <laughs> <laughs> wow, now that's just a little bit racist, isn't it? <laughs> that wasn't my goal, but did it come off that way? Yes. <laughs> um. I'm just gonna hide behind. It wasn't my goal. That's not what I was saying. <laughs> Please don't come at me. Oh my god, I, we've made it. I'm, oh, I'm just making an enemy of everyone, including an entire race. Like I can't. <laughs> I can't win. Mafia's coming for me. 
pick like Nickelodeon's Look, gonna come. I for just me. figure each episode <laughs> we try and make a new enemy. Like I thought that was our thing. We already started with time travelers, so might as well just keep going, you know? We're the uh, enemy each of the episode world. we make a new enemy. <laughs> Maybe that's what will happen. We'll go to the future and realize we actually did make enemies with literally the whole world and they hate us and we're big villains. See, and me, I'm so tempted to just make this like a, um, I don't even know, people drama or I don't even know what to call that. Because like I'm thinking of a book. A space drama? Space drama. No. (laughs) Um. I was thinking of this book that I read called A Cure for Modern Life. And um, it's just like so, it's that thing that's so overdone though. But it's like such a good point of just people that are consumed by one detail of their life. Like Miyazaki being consumed by work and it causing his family this strife. Like, um, it's overdone, but it's it's such a state of like being human, I think, to mm-hmm. not be able to consistently balance the different aspects of your life, um, and it causing some sort of um, different path for your yeah. life than what you were hoping for or expecting. Um, what if, um, well. Because this is something that gets done quite often as well, is, like, um, I feel like I've seen it before where you go to the future and you realize all you've done is worked and nobody really remembers you. Yeah. And that's something that a lot of people struggle with, I feel like, um, is wanting to be remembered mm-hmm. after your death. Oh, 100%. And so it could be, what if this scientist made a time made a freaking time machine right goes to the future now traveling time is as common as an iphone and nobody actually remembers the original inventor of the time machine like you learn about it in school and then you forget about it because who the fuck cares yeah i mean like okay i can kind of (laughs) like it's kind of something like who made the telephone? Um, Alexander Graham Bell, I guess. I, it doesn't come up that often. Like, it doesn't... Yeah. I don't think about that. When right. I think about phones, though, I think about Steve Jobs. Yeah. You know, or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. And so, it could be, what if this is that time traveler goes forward, expects to have monuments or something, mm-hmm. but... Eh. No, not really. You have a plaque where you're in a park where you lived, and that's it. And nobody even really reads the plaque. It's like some, one of those things that you just walk by. You don't even really notice it. Yeah. yeah. What I kind of thought about. Um, so I watched this um, Lightbox panel about moms in the industry and like how they balance their like work life responsibilities. And what an one of the ladies one for you to watch. who. I know. I just. <laughs> As backstory, I have been very anti my own child for a very, very long time. And so what I'm trying to do is trying to just kind of expose myself to those things to make myself not so... Because it's, it's all based out of anxiety. I just have yeah. a lot of anxiety over having like a family that's not animals. So I'm just trying to get over that anxiety. And so I was like, let me watch this panel. I'm just wow. going to see what it's about. And Look at honestly, you and your it wasn't self-development. even. 
<laughs> Cue montage. Yeah. <laughs> it's the eye of the tiger. It's the thrill of the fire. And at the very end, we just hear... <laughs> no, it's just me screaming. <laughs> it's just you going, no, no. <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> Uh, okay. To now power through this <laughs> random bout of anxiety that I have now, <laughs> and, and cringe. Um, so they, the one lady though, um, she was like a single mom to two kids who are now in their later teens, early twenties. She was like, I had a colleague who told me, you will have the rest of your life to work. You know, and so for a lot of the moms that were in that talk, they were like, oh my gosh, you're right. Like, like, it seems like a really obvious thing to say, but when you think about it, there's a lot of pressure for women to power through and to work. And especially for these women, they were constantly, they were, you know, struggling with the spirit of, do I have a kid now because I want to have this family? But does that end up being a strain on my company will i lose work opportunities because of this and i think yeah. that's a valid concern that a lot of women have and so yeah. maybe to tie this back into our prompt um what if this scientist is a woman who just had her own child but she doesn't want to she doesn't want to lose her edge in the field mm-hmm. and so she's just working overtime trying to get this done before anybody else does to prove that she can do both but in reality she ends up only doing the work without realizing her her kid's only going to be however old that one time and she needs Mm -hmm. to be there for that you know versus work which she can come back to later and she will still be able to be competitive in her industry kind of a thing yeah no i like that idea a lot and i also um it's kind of it's an overdone or not overdone it is something that we see a lot right that um Mm-hmm. Those people that the the family the the parent that has overworked themselves, but most of the time it's a, a male figure. Yeah, um, most of the time it's dad. Yeah, so I really like know. that it's uh, mom in this one that she's fucking got her fucking career and that she's working on something and just and it's not saying that she's wrong for doing that. It's you have to find balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe that's the younger person that she meets in the future where it's like, oh, you're so, you know, now all of a sudden her, her kid is older and has their own family and whatnot. And do they even go to see grandma that much now? Or has she just become so distant that they kind of only interact on like a socially need as needed basis, you know, like holidays i guess or what have you or does this person now interact more with their in-laws because they do have that connection yeah with them versus what they had with their own family unit mm-hmm. that makes sense no definitely i like that a lot i also like the idea that um it like her child in the future would be like oh you're finally here you know what i mean like they're, they're <laughs> they know what their their parent has been working on this whole time they know mm-hmm. what they created they just kind of figure it at some point it was going to happen um, mm. that they would have that parent showing up from the past. Um, mm-hmm. Cause then I like that they kind of get that exposure to what is that person, 
their child's life like and that gives them the opportunity to see like um because then they could ask their child right hey where am I right now? And they're like, oh, you're in a nursing home? <laughs> and that would yeah. communicate volumes to, oh, that's what I mean to you kind of thing. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. Um, as far as, like, where this is taking place, um, it makes me want to do, like, an East Coast, like, coast town or something. Um that turn this into a real Hallmark movie. Um, sorry. It does. It does make me want to do that. But also because then um, it could be a very interesting uh, setting to see in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking like they, the, the, the scientist is doing their work probably in the city, but they live in like a suburban area outside of the city. Well, and I think that if it's somebody who is concerned about um, how they're remembered, I would like to see the character arc of they're concerned about how they are remembered in general in the world. Um, mm. They're upset. They're not remembered by their experiment and what they created and or that they're not remembered enough. Um, that's a very uh, conceited, um, I think, reaction um, or a desire to be like, let's well, see how I'm remembered. But it would be interesting for her to have that and kind of have that conceited aspect of like, well, I've done this amazing thing and I deserve recognition for it to then compare it back to like her her moment of realization that that's not the thing that's important, right? Like our things that are important in life is our connections to the people around us. Yeah. And I think that's a common, I don't know. I feel like that's not an entirely uncommon feeling for people to have i think a lot of people want to be remembered on a larger scale um versus i don't know i don't know if i can really relate to this very much (laughs) (laughs) because i'm the kind of person that's like nobody's gonna remember you after two or three generations so like why even fuss over it right Yeah, I mean, I have a very different <laughs> mindset than most people. <laughs> I don't think that you do. I think that that's a mindset that a lot of people have. There's this want to be remembered, um, I believe, by those people that are that you're close to and that you care about. I don't know how often, um, except for people who have some form of narcissism, it is to be remembered for these like larger scale things and remembered on a long, larger scale. Um, yeah. I think that it's safe to say that well, maybe a little I think narcissistic. <laughs> most people want to be remembered in their family yeah. on a larger scale at the very least. Yeah. Because this is all based on my experience. I took a class on aging, pretty much. It was not, the title of the class was not what I expected it to be at all, but it was still fine. It's basically a class on like how aging works in the society and like what ways people accommodate for that and how that is experiences and what to kind of prep for I guess Um, and so there was one speaker who came in and was like okay so think about what kind of legacy you want to leave behind you know do you want to be remembered as a kind person and da 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 and like how you want people to remember you and how you want your community to remember you and everybody in the group and she was like okay let's go around and say what we want our legacies to be. And so everybody was like, I want my family to remember me as being kind and da da da. That was a very common answer. And then it got to me and I was, I was the asshole who was like, I don't fucking care. Like (laughs) nobody's going to remember me by the time 
like three generations down. So yeah. why do I care how people remember me? <laughs> You're like, that's a stupid question, lady. What are you? Some kind of professional? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't know if that means I'm just really immature or if I just really don't care. I don't know. But <laughs> I just remember being the one asshole who was like, I don't care. <laughs> So, anyway. <laughs> and here's our glimpse into the mind of Alice. <laughs> anyway. So, <laughs> You're like, I'm uncomfortable think... with this glimpse. We're moving on. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, how do we tie this back to what we're supposed to talk about? <laughs> uh, um, no, I, I think mean, we... most people want their family to remember for right. several generations or to be remembered by their family for a while you know because i think that's the expectation is that people are going to remember their family lineage and there's like family historians you know i yeah. feel like every family has a, a member who tries to keep a hold of that you yeah, know absolutely. who's who and where did they come from kind of stuff yeah um yeah, and At least so, in guess... my family, we have somebody like that. So. <laughs> yeah, my mom is that person, um, which is how I know that I'm fairly Scottish. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, what I was making a point of, though, is that, like, I think what would be interesting is that um, if her her desire to create this phenomenal tool of time travel um, and she's you know, maybe in the present, she's a well-known scientist that, yeah, like, mm-hmm. you know, benefits from recognition in her industry and in her uh, community. Okay. Um, is she, I, I, it would make sense if she's becoming curious about, okay, well, how did my invention affect the future? Am I being recognized for it then? Um, mm-hmm. Maybe she starts out, because that's what her huge focus is on, right? At that point in her life, she's focused on her career, her invention, and the success mm-hmm. of it. And then she goes to the future, is completely disappointed by how she's remembered there. So she's like, ding, my family is going to remember me. They're going to be the people that are holding my memory um, in a positive light. But then she goes to her family, Wait. and they're not. regularly scheduled podcast um i don't know how scheduled it is but (laughs) um (laughs) yeah so fair enough (laughs) um because i think that the lowest point could be that point when she's like oh you know last resort i'll go visit my family they're going to have good memories of me they're going to be holding So, like, they'll at least have a picture of me up, right? Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. going to have some sort of remembrance for her. But then she goes there and there's nothing. And yeah. there's obviously no connection. Or there's just, like, has. this tiny little photo from, like, her wedding. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that that would be a good, like, lowest point. Yeah.
so I guess, um, how does she kind of realize that globally she's not remembered? Is it like she asks people on the street or see that's where i was thinking that another character that knew her and uh, worked with her would have to play in um to be the one that would you know be like oh it's you and like oh yeah this is what's going on in the world and kind of like give them like when the person when she's saying like it it seems like i'm not remembered at all and nobody cares but i did this phenomenal thing and they're like yeah, you're right. Nobody cares. Like, <laughs> um, and they're the person that maybe like you were saying she just has like a, a small park bench or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Then you could say, or that person could be then the person that walks them to um, that park to say like, this is what you have. This is your legacy. Are you happy with it? Good job. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I kind of. Um... More than having another person come in, I kind of like the idea of keeping it as, like, her child Yeah. Um, kind of runs her through all these things. Because I imagine her peers would also be in a nursing home or That's fair. Dead. Yeah, because I was thinking it would be, like, a younger <laughs> peer of hers. But, I mean, really, assumingly, like, she's probably kind of young already. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that... We could keep it to the child. I mean, that would be interesting, too, because then maybe their lowest point is that... Ooh, okay, wait. Timeline. They go, they're like, I'm not remembered at all the world. My family will remember me. Boo, they don't. Um, the daughter um, mm-hmm. takes her to the park, um, and that's, like, their lowest point of, like, this is all that I have um, in my future if I continue this way. Yeah. Um, I think that's good. Okay. And then... Um, so, their conflicts, they want to fix how they're remembered. Um, their call to action... I mean, it's, it's, the call to action at that point is... Initially... Machine. Is the... Yeah, the innovation. I mean, there's another call to action or motivation, I guess, to, from this point, then correct that timeline and to actually have that relationship that she wants to have I think rather than kind of you know going off of the just like a Christmas carol where it's like I've seen the light mm-hmm. and that's fixed everything I I would kind of like to see her try and fix her relationship with her adult child at that time you know so now we, because it's like she was never fully there for them Mm -hmm. while they were growing up and so now she's trying to make amends now for whatever reason or like trying to convince their kid that no no i am a good parent because no parent wants to be that you know every parent wants to do their best i imagine right and so to feel like you weren't the best would be really difficult. And so I would like, I kind of imagine this character being like, no, I was totally there for you. Like, remember? Yeah. Or maybe they, yeah, I don't know. Well, no, I like, (laughs) no, I like where you're going. So they like try to have a conversation with the adult child. I kind of like the idea of um, the, uh, our scientist lady, she gets upset um, and um, she's like complaining about this state of things um to the daughter at the at the park and the daughter's Mm -hmm. like you know what 
like, screw you. That's just completely unfair to me. Um, not only, so you're disappointed, like, but what about me and how you raised me and you weren't there for me? And they kind of have that, um, that point where they have the, the, the all out, everything comes out and is said, um, and they have that argument and then they go back and, uh, fix, try to fix that, um, relationship at that point. Or, brain. what if, cause I, rather than i think they do need to have an argument but rather than having it all come out in this argument like everything that's wrong it would be kind of nice it would be kind of interesting to see like her behavior reflected in this child's behavior now right where you know maybe she's not as extreme as her mom was but she still is letting the present slip by her and so now mom is not only realizing that she completely yeah you know, drop the ball on her own kid, she's now started a pattern mm -hmm. in her family where, you know... I mean, that's her legacy, right? If that yeah, continues, I, that's her legacy, is that pattern of just... Um, not fully being present. And I think that's kind of where she can finally start having that growth of like, oh, I should be here now. Yeah. Work will be there later. I mm -hmm. can always work later um and that might be kind of how she has that growth as a character versus like christmas carol ah i've seen the light i'm going back to do good things now kind of yeah. thing yeah no i like that well and i like um the kind okay so i think we have everything um my thought of like how is it resolved is i think that there should be some sort of resolution with her and the adult daughter where they just have like a quick like conversation um or she just says i'm sorry um before she goes back um some sort of resolution between her and the daughter mm -hmm. as an adult and then um i think yeah. that she should still end up going back um to current time um and oh yeah from that point on she's just attempting to uh fix her relationship and to be present for her daughter like she's she's invented the time machine now she can let other people fucking take it from there she doesn't have to mm -hmm be all in all the time with it um yeah and then she can be more present for her daughter and um her significant other um just her family in general um and just break that pattern right then and there i love 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 the idea of her like going back to that park bench mm -hmm. with her younger daughter and like having a, a moment with her there and that's kind of like the resolution of like that same park bench in the future yeah. but now it's like current time she doesn't have her fucking name on it yet but she still is like just accepting like this is enough for me because i have mm -hmm. these connections with my family and with the people that are that i that truly yeah. care for me as a person not as an entity of a person that invented something mm -hmm. yeah i think that that would be good to go back to that park bench yeah Ugh so good <laughs> um i love when it circles back i know it's my favorite um speaking of so good uh food is done for me um <laughs> which is time because i think that we have the full story outline um i don't think that we missed anything yeah. I, I got most everything written down here and i feel like we we knocked it on the head you know okay 
Uh, do you feel confident we got everything? Do you feel good about it? I I think so. Cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's the uh, end of that episode. So this is a very... Um, I feel like all of our previous prompts have had some sort of uh, non... I don't know. Like, we've definitely had some just standard like human drama. I don't know what else to call it, but like human drama, we've had that. <laughs> but I don't think we've had that as much to the degree as this one, where it's really just centered around like... Yeah. It's like, just, I don't know. Family. Yeah, and... it's... <laughs> it's definitely one of those, like, market. it'd be marketed as, like, a family movie. Oh, right? 100%. Yeah. No. For sure. <laughs> um, but keeping this that in mind... This is where Adam Sandler would come <laughs> oh, in. No. And... <laughs> no. We'll not let that happen. <laughs> I'll say it. Adam Sandler, if you're listening, <laughs> hit us up. This could be yours. No, we have to get like uh, like Josh Duhamel and some other um, person that does the like rom-coms all the time. Um. <laughs> oh, um, who was the guy you just said? Josh Duhamel? Wow. No, the guy earlier. Jim Carrey? Um, no. <laughs> McCon- Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> we don't even have like a male, like a, a, a significant male role in this story, but then we just throw Matthew McConaughey in there just to be like, all right, all right, all right, then. <laughs> um, <laughs> can you eat dinner? No. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm going to be at the office all night. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> oh man that's so good um (laughs) yes so keeping that all in mind though (laughs) what are you excited to uh, concept for this our story here um i think having this female scientist will be really cool i for the time machine kind of idea i was thinking it'd be kind of cool to do like a watch thing because then that would be really i don't know i feel like you could play with things in the story if it was like a watch versus like a huge sled that has been depicted before or a car yeah Um, no i I love that well and because watches are so like common now um and they're just becoming more common to have like tech watches that and i mean like come on time yeah time travel (laughs) time I mean, they've done it with, like, Harry Potter already. You know, Hermione's got the time turner or whatever, but, you know. Yeah, but it's not a watch. It is a sand glass. Sand? uh, I don't know. Sand glass? No. Hourglass? Sand glass. (laughs) Um, I'm pretty sure that's just created on beaches by lightning or something. I don't know. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, I was thinking like a watch would be kind of interesting. Yeah. That, that's all I kind of came up with mentally. I love Maybe that. I'll just design the the family pet. The family pet. Who does have a statue in the park. <laughs> <laughs> well, the scientist just has a plaque. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no, that'd be great. The, it's the, the dog that waited at the park bench every day after mm-hmm. work or something. <laughs> It's another Hachiko. Yep. It's okay. Thank you for remembering the name. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, you can uh, count on me to remember pet names. <laughs> I got that. I got you. Um, that's really cool. I like that a lot. I think that yeah. I'm 
Oh man, I don't know. I'm gearing towards the um, the moment from like first arriving to the future, and then the progression from um, recognizing that they don't fucking nobody cares about them to mm-hmm. oh wait maybe my my family will to oh shit my family doesn't even either. <laughs> like I'm I'm kind of thinking that I want to write that progression. It's gonna be so mm-hmm. sad. But it's going to be so um, fulfilling. Satisfying yeah. because all writers are secretly sadists? Yes. No, 100%. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yes. Um, thank you all uh, for coming back again. If you're new here, mm-hmm. thank you for bearing with us through um, quite a crazy episode, I think. <laughs> um <laughs> If there are any ideas that you had from this uh, writing prompt that you'd like to share, you can share to Instagram um, and hashtag SLOS prompt or hashtag secret life of stories. Um, If you want to write something, um, you can go to my blog at Wix, um, which is under secret life of stories as well. And you can um, submit there to something that you've written. And uh, we just would love to get some submissions and um, ideas from and just see what creative yeah. brilliance that you all have had. Um, but I think that's it for us today. Mm-hmm. I think so. All right. So, yeah, thanks for joining us. Thank you. See you next time. Alice, love you dearly. Okay. Love you too. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye.